What is good, gamers? It is your boy, Sightsee, back again, once again, with the Gaming Reassembled podcast. It has been a long time, but I am back, and I have my co-host with me. Super Saiyan Ginger. And we are here with fifth episode? Fifth episode. <laughs> Gaming Reassembled podcast? I don't know how I, I told you, I'm going to forget this at some point. <laughs> but we, you know, we'll get there five, five episodes in, and I still got it rolling. So we're hey, good. just remember your and, odds on evens. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, I like that. I like that. And then I guess I just have to remember that two hundred episodes down the line. It's fine, whatever. <laughs> but we are here, and it feels good to be back. It feels so good to be back. You know, it's a little different format from normal, but you know, we're making it work. We're trying to make it happen. We'll be back up and running officially next week. Night's podcast is back to one hundred percent, but this is impromptu to work. But <laughs> oh god, oh god, drink more water, kids. Um, we don't really have a lot to talk about this week, unfortunately. In, t- in the news department, there isn't a whole lot that we can stumble. There wasn't a whole lot to stumble across. There's a few things happening. Lots of money was made this week, I guess, and that's all that we, we can really talk about. And that's not really worth talking about. That's boring. Lots so of money was made this week. we decided <laughs> a lot of money was made this week. We're gonna do something a little different for this 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 one episode, I should say. We're gonna we're just gonna talk. We're gonna throw some stuff out into the world and we're just gonna make this podcast a good one, right? And so our first topic of today is everyone's favorite thing in gaming. Good old microtransactions. I like money. <laughs> money. Money, but in a different way. I guess this leads into all the money that was made this week. We can lead this off with we'll start with Call of Duty. And then we'll flow into microtransactions. So, for all of you that are unaware, Call of Duty made three billion dollars with a B, with a B. In my, in mostly, uh, I'm not gonna say all microtransactions, but in the last year. So mostly microtransactions, which is absolutely bonkers to begin with <laughs> we're absolutely bonkers there's no reason for that much money to be made by and what in my opinion is a declining franchise it's you can say that the recent games have been better than x and this has been better than x but it, it's never going to reach the same level it was in modern warfare 2 and we just accept that the modern warfare 2 to black ops 2 run mm-hmm. it's unmatched completely unmatched there would never like it, that will go down in history as probably one of the ga- greatest series of games of all time. And I can get behind that. Yeah, so At this point in time, Call of Duty's peaked. It's it's all yeah. downhill from here. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say it peaked in high school, but I was in high school when it peaked. So. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to say it peaked in high school. Mm. But... <laughs> but... <laughs> So, Call of Duty's time is coming gone, and there are a lot of bigger games around. But it's it's still odd to see that the uh, the climbing franchise made this much money off pretty much just microtransactions. And well, so, I mean, when you think about everything Call of Duty sells you, it's not surprising. Yeah, I agree. It's. It's it's very enticing nowadays to just like oh I want all the skins and I want all, I want all this and I want and they they frankly they put their gun also my putting guns in the battle pass 
is kind of pay to win is which where I draw the line with most microtransactions is when you cross that point from cosmetics to pay to win. But from what I've been told, most of the time when you put a gun in the game, god awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's just god awful. And I, and, I, and I, again, I feel like that's done on purpose to prevent the game from being uh, pay to win. But I also feel like that's not fair to the people who paid all that money to have a gun that they're not going to use because, you know, it's trash. <laughs> so. I didn't even know Call of Duty put guns and, in their battle pass. Mm, well, they have like, var- I guess they're more variants, I should say. It's more of on the variance line. Because well, that's something they introduced with like the last, well, not with the last game specifically, but they, that they recently reintroduced into the series. Was like their gun variants or whatever. Like this, you can get this specific blah 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 that shoots fucking blue bullets or whatever. And you're like, sick, mm, gotcha, gotcha. sick, <laughs> sick, Josh. <laughs> but yeah, and so um, that's just as a whole. Microsoft's actions has been a very hot topic in gaming for a very, very, very long. Ever since their inception, and um, what's well, I think 2K was the ones that really got. Um, microtransactions off the ground. 2K and mobile gaming is what took microtransactions to the next level. Personal opinion. I don't, I don't know if you know of a game that started before... I'll take 2K14 was the first one to have microtransactions with VC and stuff. So, I, I think that was you, the first I had, one. I never... I was never really a big 2K player until... I want to say 18? Recently. Okay. Okay, okay. 16, but, 18, um, can you think of another game that had microtransactions pre two thousand and thirteen or fourteen? I don't think I can't think of one. No, I mean microtransactions didn't start becoming big, at least in AAA games, until the multiplayer online craze kicked off. Um, argument can be made that multiplayer has been around for longer than much longer than microtransactions. I don't worry about microtransactions. It's you grind that thing out, <laughs> or you don't. There's it's no in between, you know. Yeah, but I mean, um, if we're talking Call of Duty, yeah, you're absolutely right. We talk any other, like any MMO, like World of Warcraft, for instance, yeah. has microtransactions since way before any, any, of these other, any other game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, the argument here made that World of Warcraft is AAA. True. Can we make the argument that World of Warcraft is AAA? I think it depends well, on the time it's period. Made by AAA. If we talk yeah. back then, I wouldn't consider, like, the time period we're talking about, I don't think I'd consider World of Warcraft a AAA game. If we talk about it today with Blizzard, yes, it's a AAA game. I agree. I agree. Well, is it? it's always been a Blizzard game, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but, um, again, time period, Blizzard didn't have the games they have out now. Very true. They didn't have as much of depth, but... Army can also be made that they've always been a top tier studio, though. With StarCraft and things like that, have been around for a very long time. Fair. Um, the argument can be made that, like, just because we get we really got some busy with Overwatch, doesn't mean that they didn't have spectacular games before that. No, that's fair. That's a fair argument. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Blizzard's always been a very top tier studio. It's just one of those things where, like, um, a lot of people didn't play their games as much because, face it, back in the day, WoW was a nerd game, bro. If you play WoW, you were like next level. That was like you're in your mom's basement. Like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> that was that was what WoW was considered back in the day, and that was just casual. So it's feel like that's like that game's come a long way. 
Has it been that game came a long way, or is it has it like games in a general came that long, like a long way? I think games in general has come a long way. I feel like the stigma around being a gamer has changed a lot. Mm -hmm. It's changed a lot. There's a time where no one wants to be a gamer. I mean, the stereotype back then when you play WoW is you're basically a neckbeard. Yep. You're thirty. Point blank period. Yeah, like straight from that little South Park clip everybody loves to use of the fact that's where I was about to go. That's where I was about to go. Yeah. Where's he gonna go there? That's what people thought of you if you ever mentioned the words World of Warcraft back then. Mm-hmm. Or just, even even if you're just like playing a game, say you say uh, I play CS:GO. You do. You do what? <laughs> you do what? Get, get out of here! What? Yeah, no. Gaming has come a long way. It was very much looked down upon in the past, and it's become more mainstream and much more accepted nowadays. I've got a congressman playing Among Us with random with other congressmen. It's crazy. Uh, so gaming's come a much more much 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 further, which I think is the bigger thing. Is that gaming has just taken so many steps forward. So. To that point, um, but why would the kinda, way they monetize yes. their games also take an advancement forward? Wait, so repeat the question for me one more time. Okay, so we, so agree, I, we agree yeah. the stigma around games and how games have evolved is definitely progress mm-hmm. from way back then. Why isn't the way yes. game studios make money viewed that same way? Basically, why is it called corporate mm. greed when they monetize their games to keep up with the times? Mm-hmm. But we expect them to continue to release games at the same price and not try mm-hmm. and make money off us any other way. Okay. I feel like that's just kind of like we, we accepted um, this, the normal stigma was we buy the game, we get the full game. I feel like um, the issue, I feel like a lot of people's issue with microtransactions nowadays is like you're, you're adding stuff to the game after the release that I have to pay for again that should have been in the game to begin with or that I should have gotten when I purchased the game and I feel like that's the big issue is that they people just expect their games to be more of a whole experience and a lot of people, a lot of games don't come out as a whole that full experience until you start microtransactions and things like that and I feel like that's where the big issue comes from I see um, what with like people saying. releasing unfinished game. I think that falls more in line with DLC and less of microtransactions. Yeah. I feel like that's a live service game in general kind of thing. It's, it's an issue with live service games in general. It's people wanting a complete gaming experience for the sixty dollars price, go knowing knowing that they're going to get more content later for free. Um, they just want all everything in the game immediately. It's that instant gratification kind of thing. Um, so I do see where you're saying that where that falls, like more along the line of, they just want to, they just, they just want to make extra money by adding DLC, which I feel like is the same bad concept. Well, you know, they don't, well, I know you're going to buy it. So I'm going to release a half made game. Well, I was more speaking to your point of saying gamers won basically more in their game at that point to me Mm -hmm. i think i think where our disconnect is we have to define what we consider microtransactions to me i don't consider dlc microtransactions i consider that like added game content to me microtransactions are basically skins in the case of 2k vc basically anything i'm spending real money on that really doesn't Mm -hmm. bring 
well, I don't want to say Anything that's to bring the table. added value because there are instances of it doing it. Basically, anything that's not technically bringing me new content to the game. Mm-hmm. That's, okay. that's how we'll define that. All right. I like that. Where it's just kind of um, the stuff that comes with the game, it's just put behind a wall. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I just. I think we, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. I can get behind the concept of I'm going to put this skin behind a wall because it's super dope. All right, cool. I can accept that. I feel like there should be a way in the game for me to get that stuff more consistently than I guess a lot of this falls onto the loot box gotcha system that games have also picked up. I feel like um, putting the coolest stuff in the game behind that wall has also deteriorated the gaming industry a lot. Even if they like tell you the rates and they're like, I don't have a 1% chance at this. How many loot boxes do I have to go through before I hit that 1%? You know? Um, well, what the randomness of the loot boxes? Apex? Apex Overwatch still uses it. I'm pretty sure Call of Duty. I don't know I if Call of Duty still has it. I guess I Overwatch does use it. I just don't play Overwatch yeah. anymore. Yeah. That, it's that just weird. Mm hmm. And it's, it's, I guess it's more of a gotcha system. It's more of the gotcha system now, um, where that where that mostly applies to where like maybe I'll let's see what happens, you know. Um, I don't and I don't, I don't like that concept. I feel like the concept of not exactly knowing what I'm going to get or not being able to work towards what I want to get is what I'm saying. It's an issue because I'm just gonna put the hours in. Cool, I will put the hours in. Bet. But when me putting the hours in doesn't get me towards what I want, that's where the issue is. And if, as a person who plays most of my games, pretty free to play, I can probably say that. But most of them, Shadows of League of Legends. Uh, it's like, that's really annoying for me as a consumer. Is that like, all right, I want this really cool thing in the game. Sucks. Can't get it. Feels bad. Whatever. Not that I can't get it. I'm just not going to. You know? Well, and I think that's really going to come down to the type of consumer you are. So, just yeah. for instance, knowing you, when it comes mm-hmm. to League, when you spend money on a new champion or a new skin, you know what you're getting with that. You can visibly see it. You know when I mm-hmm. spend this $15 for this champion, I'm walking away with X champion, mm-hmm. baby a skin if something cool is going on if i want yeah exactly if I want, yeah whereas when you compare it to games like apex or overwatch those mm-hmm. aren't games where you would traditionally spend money in the reason for that mm-hmm. is because you don't have a gambling problem like yeah. that's yeah. it's where people spend their money is going to be based off the type of person they are if you were one to gamble and fight the odds you would probably spend more money in say an apex or an overwatch than you would a league Whereas mm-hmm. I'm the same way as you. I like just from going way That's too like overboard in mobile gotcha games. Just mm-hmm. I stay I stay away from that system now. And so like I am very much if I don't know what I'm spending my money towards, I'm not spending my money on it. Mm-hmm. And so that is, I mean that's just going to come down to the type of consumer you are. So I understand where your frustration with loot boxes is, and I agree with you on it. But you got to also understand there are people who do enjoy that system because they do just enjoy the gamble. Mm-hmm. They enjoy that risk. They enjoy that 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 taking a chance kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, so to, I guess to that point, 
it is messed up you are playing on people's addictions like that or even creating those own addictions between a younger audience with games like overwatch so Mm -hmm. which is the issue with blue box system in general is that they create in a younger audience I feel mm-hmm. like putting that system onto a child's hand is completely different from putting to say you're in my hand. We're adults, we can make that conscious decision. As a child, you cannot make that conscious decision. Like, you can, but you don't have any idea of the implications or anything that actually goes into yeah, it, you know? No, 100%. You don't realize mm-hmm. it's gambling as a kid. Exactly. Exactly. It's just, it's just another, just like, it's I a s- mini game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I spent $20 game. I can't fathom why I haven't gotten the skin yet and, mm-hmm. and then, as a kid it's like what's $20 <laughs> <laughs> $20 how do we know what that is let it be you know lost hours of some, people, some person's time crazy exactly mm-hmm. so I guess that's that's more I feel like that's the biggest issue with me about putting that system into a child's hands but overall um Final verdict on microtransactions. I personally don't exactly like them. However, however, I see their purpose. I see the use that they have, and I see why studios need them necessarily. Because games don't sell as well as they used to, is one thing. I feel like games are to push out more copies, even though it had that stigma. Um, I feel like people, there's much more, more, there are many more games on the market and a lot of people don't get a lot of new games because they want to stick with what they have for a long period of time. So I feel like they're moving less copies. So they have to make up for that lost value somehow. And I think microtransactions has done that. It's just gotten massively out of hand, which is where I am with it. You know, it's, I think it's, it's, they've, they've grown to the point where it's hard to fathom a game coming out without them in it. And I feel like that's the issue. It's very rare for me to see a game with no microtransactions whatsoever. Like, in the entire game, and I feel like that's my biggest issue. Maybe I just play the wrong kinds of games, you know? But I feel like most games nowadays seem to have some kind of microtransaction system built into the game. And that is what I dislike. So, overall, my final verdict is that going forward, I can, I can accept it, but I will never like it. I can accept it, but I will never like it. I don't care either truth be told yeah like mm-hmm. let's just I, I don't even care what game you throw at me i will tell you if i will buy microtransactions from it or not like call of duties no won't even play the games destiny mm-hmm. no won't even play the game it's really mm-hmm. going to come down to like what kind of how we talked about before like where is that money going towards for instance, mm-hmm. microtransactions on Call of Duty, like like you mentioned earlier, that's going to nobody at the studio. That is going to the high, high ups as pocket money and a new Ferrari. Yep. Whereas, yep. I'ma just use Avengers because I fucking love that game. I've On the PC, I've literally bought out the marketplace. Bought out mm-hmm. the marketplace and bought all of my characters' challenge cards. I didn't complete them. I bought them. Did the exact yeah. same thing on PlayStation. Bought the marketplace out mm-hmm. twice. Don't care. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. what I'm getting. There's no loot boxes or anything. And I want to see the game succeed, so I'm going to support it. Yep, that studio, that studio needs that to keep content going. 
Yeah, they they actually like need that, you know. <laughs> that that is and in those instances I understand one hundred percent, which is why I'm like, cool, right? That makes sense. That makes sense to me. You know, the studio just needs this to stay afloat. It's a live service game. Live services live on microtransactions. I love me some live service games. So I do see that. I do get that. I do understand that part. It's just coming to terms with that's going to be the new norm is the issue for me. You know, that like that's accepting that that's going to be the new norm is hard. Because even if it's a triple A game or not, it's probably still going to have that same microtransaction system. And people are still going to do the same thing that you did where they buy the marketplace out twice, even if that triple A game doesn't need it, but it's any game does. You know? And I feel like that's. There's like a fine line between these people that need all this extra money and a CEO who just bought a fifth yard. You know, that's that's just like a, a scale kind of thing, and it's kind of like you have to get, you have to take the good with the evil. So, it, you kept, it's kind of just one of those things. But like, I guess it's just the times are changing kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, like as games develop, the way studios are going to monetize and it's going to develop too. You can especially because you should have the price hike a lot of time ago. Oh, absolutely. The price hike should have came a while ago. How, the price hike, the price hike should have came last generation, and it didn't. And I think that's why microtransactions came around. It's because they didn't get that price hike that they wanted, mm-hmm. and then they, they finally came around to it. This microtransactions are not here to stay. Video games should honestly be eighty to one hundred dollars. Yep, I agree. Like just the base, base the game. edition game. Yep, just just because there's so no game. Shout out to every small studio out there that can sum up with the game out in the reason a lot of time. So much work goes into making a game, making it run, making it compatible, making it optimized. So much work. And for games to be at $60 for as long as I can remember, right? I don't ever remember seeing a game at 40 or $50 brand new. So $60. For 50, 60, 70 years. I, I don't know if it's been like 70 years. We'll say like 40. We'll say 40. That's insane. For them to stay at that same price consistently for all that time when literally everything else in the world is going up, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was wild. It, that like, was wild. That's why microtransactions like don't bug me. It's like, I only, well, I'm not going to say I only pay for them if the studio needs them. That's not true. Looking at you, Riot. Facts. Goddamn art department. If what you're selling me is worth it to me, what's the problem? I think they're worth it. Yeah. Like, I get it. It's somebody, fine at the end of the day. somebody else might hop in Avengers and be like, oh, these skins aren't worth this price. Okay, that's your opinion. Cool. Exactly. Like, you don't, want yep, to, you don't have time. to pay for them. Whereas, mm-hmm. I hop on Call of Duty or Fortnite or something like that, I'm like, this battle pass isn't worth it to me. You don't see me complaining yep. about the battle pass every day that it's in the game. I don't mm. care. I just don't buy it. Yep. Because I just avoid it. Yeah. Like so at the end of the day, like microtransactions are gonna be here. Hell, even C D Project Red, Mr. We're never putting microtransactions in our games, have came out and said when Cyberpunk gonna Online be releases, it will have microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if if, F- it, re- if it releases. If asterisk <laughs> if with an asterisk they they gave they gave us a release date but you know how they are with release dates so well they didn't give us a release date they gave us a release year and you know how that goes so um and also what the 
what is going to be Cyberpunk Online? Is it going to be like GTA PvP? Online. Is it going to yeah? Is it going to be like GTA? I would assume. Yeah. I would assume. I I don't think anybody knows. Off. The studio hasn't even really began working on it. So dumb. Like it's I don't. So dumb. I don't. I don't know. I was just oh, I, that thought just popped into my head. Like, what am I gonna do? Is it gonna be? I was like, is it gonna be PvP? Is it gonna be? I'm gonna hang out with my homies. Like, what? What? So okay. So no one has any ideas. Sick. No, not at all. Sick. 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 Mm, they'll figure it out. They'll do something. Hopefully, it'll be entertaining. I, I was I was like, maybe it's gonna be like The Last of Us Online, which still hasn't come out, which I don't think we're gonna get next year. Probably not. I'd be surprised. Yeah, same. So, all right, be Last of Us. People put that in the game of the year conversation. Still, people still defend that game. So, I actually saw someone defending that game today. The Last of Us or the and Last of Us Two? Two, the second one. Oh yeah, there's no defending that game. All that build up for you to shit, for you to just say screw you. All this hard work you just put in worthless you could have sat at your house and did nothing and got the same outcome <laughs> you could have sat at your house and did nothing and got the same outcome <laughs> but it took you to get right up to the moment where you're like you know what i got it and you're like you know what i don't want it anymore <laughs> bottom tier bottom tier bottom tier bottom tier i don't really care what the message you were trying to say I don't care what the message is you were trying to send. In my virtual life, bro, I'm just gone. <laughs> gone. Drowned, bro. Over. In the discussion, bro. In the discussion. We done. So I came all this long way. I'm going to see this to the end, bro. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert if you, if you haven't finished The Last of Us 2 or seen anyone finish The Last of Us 2. I think the spoiler, spoiler. alert is supposed to go before the spoiler. <laughs> Rip, R.I.P. R.I.P. Bro, big rips on that one. Sorry, I'm sorry if you haven't played Last of Us Two yet. Not really. You shouldn't play it. Avoid that one. Skip it. And then something else that we're gonna talk about today: live service games versus DLC based games. How you feel? I'm gonna let you lead this one. You're gonna let me lead this one? I'm gonna let you lead this one. Take a breath for this. Hundred <laughs> percent prefer live service games. Give give me games as a service. Give me all of that. Listen, DLC is how do I word this? I'm trying to think of a phrase, but I can't. Basically, what I'm trying to say is DLC isn't something you should already have planned at the release of your game. It should be something people ask for. If that makes sense. Yes. So, I Um, play your game. I want more. Make some DLC for it. Whereas, studios now Mm -hmm. are like, oh, here's our game, and we have three things of DLC release. Like, no. No. That doesn't Mm -hmm. fly with me. So I would much rather mm-hmm. have a live service game where, yeah, the game still might release half ass just like that same paid DLC version is. The only difference is, is all the content they wanted to put in the game but didn't have time because of the deadline for the game's release is being added for free. 
and the only thing I have to do mm-hmm. is buy some skins in a marketplace. Yes. Granted, so my I, only... I, I was, I'll end up spending more money on the skins in the marketplace than I would the actual DLC. But again... That's that okay, I'm getting it anyway. Yeah, that's okay, I'm getting it anyway. Mm-hmm. My, my counter-argument is that if developers did that, it would take so long to build a DLC from the ground up while also tuning your game. It takes so long. You, if you so, let's say the game comes out, boom, X game drops, right? P- people play the game for three months, right? That's a good amount of time for everyone, the general population, to get the game, get their hands on it, finish it, be like, I want more. Cool. If the majority wants more, um, now you have to build an entire new DLC from the ground up three months after the release. Why you still have to fine tune the game from those three months and all the data that you took, right? And I feel like doing it that way will make the DLC so much slower. You know, like live service games release like one major content update a year, right? That'll push your first major content update from four months, five months from now to next year easily, right? And hotel, who knows the game's going to last that long with that, with that much time of being the same, right? And I feel like if... If there was a way for developers to make these DLCs faster, which there's no physical way at this exact moment, I would be right in the same boat with you. But you have to at least have some kind of game plan about what's coming next and already be in the works working on that when the game comes out. Because otherwise, it's just going to take too long for you to add anything into your game, especially in the game state where games come and go like this. So that's my only argument against that but i i almost like huge fan of live service games i would prefer every game to be a live service game simply because of the dlc and the consistency you know like i will consistently get content updates i will consistently support the game i will play the game knowing i'm going to get content updates you know mm-hmm. so i would much rather that than the dlc's where i pay 20 dollars for this expansion pack for it to be three hours of the gameplay and be disappointed and be disappointed that's my thing with DLCs, is the only game that really does DLC right is Destiny. Yeah. I think Destiny handles DLC perfectly to where mm-hmm. I get your DLC, I am spending just as much time in that as I have the actual game. Everything before. Whereas... Mm-hmm. It, in, it's a seamless add-on. It's a seamless add-on. And it's, it's like the same, it's like the same thing. Comparison to, let's say, single-player games. Because, for instance, mm-hmm. Spider-Man PS4, the DLC, garbage. Garbage. Mm-hmm. Three to five hours of extra content for $30? Yeah. The way I view my games is every dollar I spend on it is an hour I should get in your game. That's how I view my oh, games. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've told that to people. Some people think that's fair. Some people think that's absurd to think. I don't care. Where I feel like it's a little spectrum. irrational. Yeah, it might be, but every game I've bought, I've been able to double that amount of hours in it. Like I paid mm-hmm. sixty dollars for Avengers, put three hundred hours in it on PC, bought it again, yeah. and I've already put a hundred plus hours on my PlayStation. Like mm-hmm. I've yeah, the, you have your existence. Yeah, so here's my game, thing. Like my argument to that. Let's say. We'll take Fallen Order, top tier Star Wars game, right? Top tier is $60 dollar per hour. The story's 20 hours, roughly 20 hours long, right? Mm-hmm. 
roughly 20 hours, then that's basically, you can, you can 100% it in like 25 to 30 hours. Um, that's one of those instances where unless you want to go to a new game plus and 100% that as well, it's very hard pressed for you to get your $60, 60 hours worth out of that, you know? Okay. Maybe yeah. you really like Star Wars and you will accept playing um, the story twice, 100% and get both times. Then cool, you you will probably get close to 40, 50 hours doing that. But even then, you fall short of your 60 hour mark. You know? And that's and that, that, that game is spectacular. I think we both agree that's a very top tier game. Um, that's just one of those instances where like the game doesn't have to be sixty hours for me to feel like I got my money's worth out of it. Yeah, I feel like hours don't actually necessarily equal satisfaction. It's how I look at it. And that's, that's and that's uh, it's all about personal satisfaction, how much you get out of that experience, you know. We'll, we'll take like Spider-Man, Miles Morales, another game that everyone's hyping through the roof. That's eight hours long and seventy dollars. You know, fifty dollars. Yeah, peep. it's sixty. Fifty. Fifty. Okay. Um, fifty dollars, eight hours of gameplay, right? And that's even if you new game plus it, sixteen hours. There's again, you're falling so far short of that. But people get so much satisfaction out of all the, out of Miles itself as a character, but out of the tricks, out of just being in that Spider Verse, out of the new Venom powers that they feel like they've gotten more than enough of their money's worth, even though they didn't get that fifty hours because the game has enough for them to feel they're they're satisfied enough to feel like they've worked it. And so I'm gonna stop you right there. As long as you get wrong. You are wrong okay. there. Now, granted, I'm not telling people like you didn't get your money's worth, but you did get your money's worth in that game. I am sorry. Mm-hmm. So let's yes. let's just compare Fallen Order to Miles Morales. Yes. Fallen Order at the end of it makes you want to replay it. The way it told yeah. its story, the way it captivated you with gameplay, it was something completely mm-hmm. new to the franchise. Miles yes. Morales is Spider-Man PS4. Yeah, Trips Spider-Man again. There is <laughs> no tricks. quote new added game very, mechanics that very really minor separate game changes. the two games. Yep. And I beat Miles, deleted it immediately. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to go back and play it again. Unlike Fallen Order, where I new game plus it, and I still return to that game because the combat is genuinely fun. Miles offered mm-hmm. me nothing new outside of Miles himself. Yep. That's the difference between those two games. Is that I, whenever I get like my Star Wars, like I want to play some Star Wars, I can boot up Fallen Order. I can have fun mm-hmm. in that game. If I want, if I get my Spider-Man, I'm not going to boot up Miles. I'm booting up Spider-Man PS4. Just because it's bigger. Yes, there's so much more it's content in that do. game to justify that price tag. Miles should have been a $30 game. Should have been DLC, 100%. I, I know we were talking about this live service DLC. Miles 100% should have been DLC. 100%. There is no way yeah. you can actually justify selling that game at a $50 price tag. Mm-hmm. Besides crazy. the fact that it came out with a new console. So that's the mm-hmm. only thing about it. It came out with a new console. And so they, they were like full price and they're full price. So, yeah. Yeah. that part is pretty trash but I do see what you're saying where like I kind of as, as I was while you were talking I kind of made this um, connection in my head 
where I feel like Spider-Man is like the Arkham series, where every game they add a little something different. Just very minor, little itty-bitty mechanics that you do barely as much in the game, but it's a little something, right? And But for the most part, the game is play very much the same. The story is... Don't go wrong. The story is very fluid. The story is very good. Those are top two games. But I just made that connection between like Spider-Man, PS4, and Miles in the terms of like they're like the Arkham series where if you like the first one, you like all of them. Like you, you like Spider-Man, you like Miles. They go in the same boat where like they're the same game at their, at their core. I'm not saying that the two games are similar. I'm just saying that they play this like throughout the entire trilogy and but tied through both games, they play very similar. And it, comes, it just comes back to the fact that you like that those games. I hear mm-hmm. you on that point. What Arkham... The Arkham games did differently is in Arkham Asylum, you're just in Arkham Asylum. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then you go into Arkham City, City? and yep. you get a small portion of Gotham. Yeah. And then you go into Arkham Knight and Gotham opens up. Everything. Everything gets added onto in the Arkham games, and that doesn't happen in Miles. It actually felt yeah. like a reduction of what Spider-Man PS4 was. Mm-hmm. And I, I correct me if I'm wrong on this. It, Sp- Miles is just in Brooklyn, right? No, so it's, it's actually only in the Brooklyn. same map that Spider-Man PS4 okay. is on. There is just so much less to do mm-hmm. and, and in the around. game itself that it doesn't feel as immersive to a point yeah whereas when Mm -hmm. i play spider-man like the story of the game and everything like captivates me into that this Mm -hmm. feels like an addition to that but they tried to make it a full game and it just it doesn't hit it in that regard it misses the mark yeah it definitely speaks to what these consoles and next-gen performance can do and Obviously. it definitely shows progress from where Spider-Man PS4 started. Mm-hmm. But Miles Morales Spider-Man as itself should not have been released as a full game. A separate I game, agree I should that. say. I agree. I agree with that. It, it was, it's, again, the only reason it was allowed to do that in any way, shape, or form is because of the new consoles. Should have been a microtransaction. And that's, <laughs> microtransaction. There's a DLC, right? DLC, not the same. <laughs> not the same. But honestly, in today's landscape, it feels kind of the same. I'm just saying, if Spider-Man was live service and all the skins they give away for free were paid for, that could have been in Spider-Man PS4. Yep. That, that entire story. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. It could have still told it from Miles' perspective and everything. Yeah, and it could have been in Spider-Man yeah, PS4. 100%. It really mm-hmm. flowed very well with how Spider-Man PS4 wraps up. Yeah, it literally picks up right at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know it's like a, I know it's like a month or something like that in the timeline of gap, but like it's yeah. the same thing. It's like the same. It's, it's perfect. It would have been a perfect transition, and they dropped the ball in that regard. Yeah. Okay. 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 I like it. And I, honestly, we've gotten so far away from the initial topic of live service versus DLC based, but that's the game that should that came out as a game that should have been DLC. So, if if all DLC was like that, where I get a full eight hours out of it, 
I would love DLC games more than I love live service games. But it's the issue that we don't get that. We don't get that anymore. That that chance of a full immersive experience again inside of my DLC is so hard to achieve. I feel like that's the issue with DLC games at the moment. It's there's you're not gonna say you're guaranteed to not like it. It's just much harder to get into a DLC after I finish this game and I'm completed it and you're just throwing this extra at me to try it again, you know? Maybe maybe you can get me back into the game, but odds are you really It's gonna depend so on the it's game. just life service is more efficient. I definitely yeah. think Yeah, the mechanics have to the mechanics have to work. Mm-hmm. Because, like, mm-hmm. honestly, when I... Like, finish... when Valhalla gets DLC, which it will. It will. Um, yeah, it 100% will. Um, are you going to enjoy that much as the first 120 hours? Or are you just going to feel like, I played the game for 150 hours and do the same thing as playing it for 120? Personally, don't plan on getting the DLC, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I... This is me. The game is so big. Yeah, like... So big. I am in no rush to finish that game. I'm sure I will eventually get mm-hmm. the DLC for it, but, like, right now, it, I'm not like, oh, I can't wait for the Valhalla DLC. Like, I barely scratched mm-hmm. the surface with that game, and it's not... Like, it's one of those things I know I'm going to get my time out of it, so I'm not yeah. pressed to play it aggressively. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not pressed to finish it at the moment. Exactly. Yeah, you're just... Mm-hmm. I feel like that's I feel like that's how that game should be for it to be as big as it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like the point of them release making the game so large, we're just it's all those has increased games in the last few have been that large, is that they want you to play the game a lot more casually and a lot less aggressively because no normal single player experience. I pick up my single player game, I play through it once, maybe twice, and then I put it down. Four, three, six, never pick it up again. Months, you know. Um, so it just depends. So with them doing it that way, that ensures that people will consistently play the game for a long period of time, without having a significant jump in player count at some point. Mm-hmm. So I feel like and to that point is if I did try and play Valhalla like I would, for instance, Miles, I would get mm-hmm. burnt out on the game. I wouldn't want to play the DLC. Yep. And know, yep. and knowing that's just how I am as a gamer, it's like, why would I do that to myself? Mm-hmm. There's no, there's like, there's no actual benefit to it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, there's no benefit to the it. The DLC is still gonna be there when I get around to it. Like, I'm, I'm gonna yep. take it at my own pace. The ending of the game is not gonna change <laughs> because you got there later than someone else, <laughs> unfortunately. You know, um, but what I think is a cool concept is like the first person to finish a game gets a unique experience. Like the first, I'm not gonna say the first person, but like the first million people to finish the game get a unique experience, and then the ending changes for everyone else. That'd be wild. <laughs> that'd be wild. What a concept. Yeah, that that would be such a mind boggling experience. But I don't know what like you could change your ending to or whatever, bro. But that'd be crazy. If a game actually you, did that. How would you even justify doing that? Much less, how do you target? <laughs> It only updating after a certain point. Um, I feel like it comes down to um, data and how it'd it have to be an online all the time game and just the amount of data. They'd have to send that information nah, see, back to the studio. Nah, see, here's what you do if you were like to do that first 150 million copies out in stores, the second 150 mm-hmm. million copies, alternate ending. 
That'd be wild. That'd be wild. That's that's the way to do it for sure. Bro, that'd be crazy. I don't I don't know what game would and do it you or don't change can... you don't change anything about the packaging, the disc. That way nope. nobody knows what version they have until they beat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you either get in the A or in the B. That'd be crazy. <laughs> that'd be so wild. I know that's never gonna happen. I literally I know that's not gonna happen, but yeah, that'd be crazy. That, that'd be crazy. <laughs> that would be absolutely bonkers. I would actually lose my mind. I can see the future. <laughs> you know what would happen with that. And I know we're going off Dude. topic here, but just to throw mm-hmm. this tangent out there. You would get all the big streamers playing copy A, and then mm-hmm. six months to ten months later, when everybody's over the game, here's some small streamer playing the game, copy B, boom. <laughs> Mind blown, bro. People at home were just like, didn't even realize it was a second ending, mm-hmm. and yeah, nutty. <laughs> I don't even know what game could pull that thing off. Like, what game would I want to have a crazy double ending on to? It has to be something with, like, the main character dying or something absolutely wild. Dude, I can see a Final um, Fantasy game pulling it off. I can see that. I can see a Final Fantasy uh, uh, game like, doing it. Great, I was, it I was on like a bomb. The mass appeal of, like, a... I don't know. We'll Assassin's Creed. I'm going to start it out there because we were talking about it. I wouldn't even say Assassin's Creed because a lot of people just don't mess with Ubisoft anymore. It'd have to be like a... True, true, true. The problem is, is I don't know people that still genuinely play single-player games. Outside of Sony exclusives. Every single Sony exclusive is fire. I'm not going to say every single one of them. 90% of them okay, are so then fire. Let's take a God of War then. Yeah, that's that's actually the game I was thinking about when I said it off. Then I said the off. That'd be crazy. (laughs) That would throw people for loop. Mm -hmm. Double ending for God of War. People would actually want to have both copies of the game just so they could have both endings. And you know, an unintended problem with this is that you would have people selling the game saying it's the alternate ending when it's not. And that Oof. would just be a whole ordeal in and of itself. Good old capitalism taking control. <laughs> Good old capitalism kicking in. <laughs> That'd be nutty. And like, if you, and at the end of the day, bro, getting ending A, you're such a lucky. You're like, you're so lucky that you got ending A. But all you want after you get ending A is to get ending B, right? And to get ending B, you have to buy the game again because that's gonna be the one that most people know because that's the one that came after and that's where it's gonna stay. You know, unless they flip it back at some point, you know, but most people are going to end up getting ending B. And so now you're going to be like, all right, well, I need an ending A. All people ending A, I need an ending B. So most people end up going to have to buy the game twice. Five, Either ten years later, to... when the next console comes out, remastered ending C. Remastered ending C. <laughs> Throw them through another loop. <laughs> well, I like that game control. I think. He's <laughs> gone. Face into a blackness is one of the greatest videos of all time. <laughs> We're all down. I'm so down. I just want to see. I, I guess I just want to see the gaming world burn, bro. But that'd be so fire. <laughs> that would be so fire. No pun intended. <laughs> but I feel like the gaming world would literally explode if something like that happened. And I would be. The reason I Does brought this whole page enough about double endings. Um. I, it's actually because I was thinking about Watch Dogs and how the ending of that game was atrocious. Oh, um, R.I.P. 
but um, yeah, and I was like, what if there's an alternate ending? And that shit was fucked. <laughs> it was actually cool. <laughs> it was actually cool. But dude, I, I feel like there's. I, I, is it weird that I still feel like there's so much room for gaming to grow? Oh, Even after all these years, 100%. and as far as we've come, 100%. I feel like there's always got room to grow. There's, there's, it's one of the few industries where there's no ceiling. And I mean that's um, purely I feel because like... of the technology. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like as long as we keep developing new technology, gaming's gonna keep growing. And honestly, I mm-hmm. cannot wait for the day I can put on a VR headset and enter Sword Art Online style MMO game. I was literally thinking Ready Player One in my head. <laughs> I was thinking if I could play Ready Player One in real life, bro. Down. <laughs> Down, suit me up, coach. Suit me up. I don't care if I gotta get the whole treadmill system and put it down. <laughs> down, bro. Let, let's make it happen. I don't care what I gotta do. I don't know oh, what kind of technology I need. I'm so in. I'm so in. I'm so in. But yeah, yeah, that'd be absolutely bonkers. I mean, I'm not even like a person who's like, I don't really like your gaming at the moment because I, don't th- I just think it's not there yet, right? It's come a long way from when it first came out, but I feel like it's not there yet it's, it's not there to where ready player what where the whole world is addicted to this thing you know well i mean they're sort of online you gotta think let's compare it the first app that got people's attention on your mobile phone was an app that made it look mm-hmm. like you were drinking beer yep that's where vr is <laughs> at right now yes vr this is that very beginning stage it's at the Flappy Bird stage of its existence. The Flappy Bird, oh my god. <laughs> I remember that. It's fun, it's addicting, but there's not enough to draw in a mass consumer base. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just getting started. Mm-hmm. Bare minimum, just getting started. And so, now is a pretty good time to wrap this thing up. Um... We have talked about anything, every anything and everything you wanted to talk about tonight. I don't think you got anything else you want to add at this exact moment. No, I think we've covered everything. Plus some. Perfect. Well, as always, welcome. I'm gonna say welcome back to me because I I love it back. But it has been your boy Sightsy and Super Saiyan Ginger. And this is the Gaming Remix Simple Podcast. We will catch you next week.